Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I'm the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is my friend, the professional better. You know him on gambling Twitter and Canucks Twitter as so many sports and so many stressful times out there in British Columbia. The Vancouver Canucks are four points out of a playoff spot. They're five points behind the Los Angeles Kings with a game in hand for the third spot in the Pacific division. They basically need to go at minimum four Oh and one get nine points from these last five games to have a shot. And they'll need a little bit of help from the out of town scoreboard, which they've not been getting at all lately, but the Canucks are our underdog for the day. They're plus plus one fifty uh, on Thursday, April 21st, traveling to Minnesota to take on the wild. We're minus 175 with the over under sitting at six. And I just think with the stakes at hand for Vancouver, plus this is a Bruce Boudreaux revenge game going back to the team and the, his whole the home arena, um, that they should be able to make this a tight game against a wild team that they're defensively sound and, and fancy themselves in those kind of two, two, three, two uh, type contests. And that should bode well for an underdog. They're plus 150. You're just asking them to hopefully drag this game as deep into the night as possible. Of course, a couple caveats here. Um, you have to monitor the status of the Canucks goaltending with uh, Thatcher Demko uh, reportedly under the weather from the other night. So, <laughs> man, wouldn't it be something Spencer Martin has to play in what will be the most important game for the Canucks of the season? Um, but as long as you do get Demko, I think there is a little bit of value on Vancouver, especially because I think this number might tick up. I'm worried about this game. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about every game. I do agree with you. I think that in these situations, I think that the Canucks are suited to kind of extend this game as long as possible. Keep it keep it a coin flip as long as possible. Obviously, the Wild, they are playing well as long as they're not playing the Blues. And we do have a recent data point from March 24th here where the Canucks lost in overtime in Minnesota. Looking deeper into that game, the Canucks were were lucky to be in overtime in that game. Um, Flurry should start tomorrow, so so we need to upgrade the wild goaltending. But I think that's been that's been reflected in the line here. So I'm worried. I, I agree about the coin flip. I think that as long as you can make it a coin flip, you're getting these odds on a coin flip. So that's that's where I'm at. Go Canucks. <laughs> Yeah, go Canucks indeed. Uh, our colleague, Nick Martin, who writes, uh, who's a great handicapper for us at the NHL uh, and MLB, tweeted out, and he's a, he's, he lives in Calgary, but he's a Washington Capitals fan. He uh, tweeted out, which I think is a sentiment across hockey that it's pretty hard to imagine not rooting for this Canucks team if you aren't a fan of you know, one of the other teams in the chase because of uh, you know, the story here and, and the run that they've been on. And, you know, Bruce Boudreaux is just, he's just such an affable guy. So go Canucks. Um, yeah, plus 150 would be the number I've been looking for at least. And But I do think it could go up a little bit. Um, all right, with that, we will dive into the rest of the board for Thursday, April 21st. Let's start with the Detroit Red, Red Wings. They're playing their second game in Florida in three nights. Um, coming off a win as huge underdogs the against the Tampa Bay Lightning the other night, the Lightning were minus 500 the last time I looked before that game and lost uh, 4-3. The Red Wings are plus 450 against the Panthers, minus 650. The over-under here is seven. Panthers have won 
you know, 100 games in a row again. It feels like every time you look up, every couple of weeks, the Panthers are on a 8, 9, 10, 11 game winning streak. And that's where they're at now after an overtime win against the Islanders. The over-under here is already at seven. Um, and I, I was alluding to it before with the Red Wings. Like they, they're starting to get the necessary things you need to at least have like a hope at these kind of prices, which is decent enough goaltending. Um, Thomas Grice was pretty good against the Lightning the other day. Um, and the Delkovich has been better. However, I mean, look, it's, it's, there's a very few people I know in my circles that ever lay minus 650 on a team. I think we will see a lot of people on minus one and a half or minus two and a half on Florida. But, um, you know, my, if you're, you're into having a little bit of fun, the Red Wings, they did just do it the other night. Panthers will lose at some point. So, uh, why not? But you, you, you're basically just throwing, throwing, uh, darts at a, at a dartboard if, if you're betting on the Wings on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and the and the Panthers are also playing for the uh, for the President's Trophy, so there's no there's no motivation concerns here for them. Um, this is a rematch of a uh, of the Sunday matchup in Detroit, where the Panthers they fully deserve their their six one win. Um, back at home, of course, um, I'm interested in Panthers Panthers overs at home. I doubt we'll get a playable six and a half, but um, a plus money seven. I think that that should be good um, with Probably uh, Spencer Knight getting the call against. Um, I, I don't know who Detroit's gonna go with, but their goaltending is just um, it's, it's just all over the place. So if either way, um, I will be playing the playing playing the over here. I doubt that we'll get a playable six and a half, but um, I'll be I'll be good with the with the plus money seven as well in this game. The next game we'll talk about uh, not exactly a ratings bonanza when the Buffalo Sabers will travel to New Jersey. Sabres plus 110, Devils minus 130, over under here, six and a half. Uh, just one of those games that it's we're at the time point of the season where easy to pass. The Sabres are they are playing well. They, they did have a little bit of a dip in the in the second Flyers game, but I mean that was a second game of a back-to-back on a road after a win. So I won't penalize them that much for that. Um they are back to their leaky defensive play. Um, while the Devils are generating and giving up chances at at an increased pace as well. At six and a half, I do have some interest in the over. I think that the market will be in agreement as well. So if we are going to be playing the over, we will move early on this one. Next up, the Winnipeg Jets officially eliminated from playoff contention with the 3-0 loss to the Rangers on Tuesday night there, plus 210 against the Hurricanes, minus 265. The over under here is six and a half. Look, it's Jets or nothing for me, but with the, the motivation issues, it's it's tough to do it. You, you just got eliminated. You're on the road in, in the Southeast. You're playing a Hurricanes team that's fighting for the division. Anti Ranta does give you, you know, he's he's been good this season as a backup, but he's not as good as Anderson. So he does give you, I guess, a, a little bit of a path to success, especially with, uh, you know, Connor Hellebuck's in net for the Jets. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a pass here for me, unless this number gets you know, crazy out of control in Winnipeg. Yeah, and just speaking on the uh, on the motivational perspective here, this is also last game of the uh, of an Eastern road trip here for the Jets. Um, I, I will say though that Carolina they have been uncharacteristically poor defensively lately, um, and of course the Jets have been that way most of the season. Um, even though my numbers on the Jets goalies aren't bad, playing behind that defense has just put them in terrible situations all season. Um, as you mentioned, we'll see Ranta in goal here uh, to try to get him ready for the playoffs. But I also think uh, one thing to look out for as we close out the season here is that um, they have a kid that they called up uh, as their backup, Peter Kalchetkov. 
Um, and at some point in the season, we will see him as well. Um, I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing him play. He's got um, he's he's gotten some great reviews so far. So for for this game, I think that it's it's over or or nothing here. Sometimes when you're when you've been eliminated, like that first game back becomes a very very loose game. So I think mm-hmm. that um, it would either be an over or a pass here for me. The other ratings bonanza for us here, the Flyers, plus 115, traveling to Montreal, minus 135, the over-under at six. I think that the, you know, if you you are into handicapping narratives and motivation, the, the Habs are going to want to get Carey Price a win. So it's not like they're going to, they're going to be playing for him. Um, so don't expect them to be uh, out to lunch when they host Philadelphia. And the Flyers, a lot of young players fighting for, you know, roster spots next year. Their coaches has an interim tag, so he'll try to be he'll be getting them going. And it's an interesting spot, I think, uh, in terms of two teams that have been out of it for so long. But I do think we could get a, a you know a more fiery effort from both of them. That said, it's it's Habs are nothing for me at this price, uh, but I'll likely be passing. Yeah, I'll be I'll be passing here as well. Um, we'll know uh, who's going to start for the Habs um, in their during their morning skate. But either way, it's um, it's tough for me to envision getting getting involved either way in this game. Now on to UBS Arena, the New York Rangers. Like I said before, they're they're fighting for the division with the Hurricanes. Uh, they're tied right now, same amount of games played. Carolina has a tiebreaker. Uh, the Rangers are minus 130 in a rivalry match against the Islanders, plus 110. The over-under here is five and a half. I think this could be an, a Georgiev start. He's had, in his career, he's had good numbers against the Islanders. And I just think that given the situation, there's no reason to play Shesterkin and, and if you if you are going to be resting him in games I think this is would be a, a logical one because you're looking to to get him uh you know rested and and this could be a you know physical game there could be a lot of traffic in front and, and just in my mind this is an easy one to to kind of give to uh Georgiev as uh you try to keep Igor fresh so I do think that uh there's going to be a little bit of value on the Islanders at this number if we do see uh Georgiev if it's Shesterkin at Sorokin you know, you can just kind of sit back and watch because the last time those two, they're their best friends. The last time they played each other, they both put on a show um, and, and maybe an under three and a half alternate total or something uh, is in play. I, I do agree with you. I think that um, this is a good spot f- to get Georgiev um, a, a game here. Um, but man, hats off to the Rangers. That's that's three three consecutive shutouts. Now, you, you could argue that they were against inferior opponents, but at this point in the season, it will be very easy to play leaky defensive games against weaker competition, and they're not doing that. So um, I think that possibly an under, but um, I don't think I'll be having anything in this game. Yeah, the, the Rangers stuff is interesting because they have been really good for, for a while now, um, and it's a team that we thought was overrated, um, yeah. to start now they've they're kind of properly rated but uh because they were overrated at first like the books didn't really adjust they kind of like naturally adjusted their viewpoint on the rangers as they continued along the path that they've been on um so i guess you know we were wrong and they were right in in a weird way uh, but like you said like the last couple of weeks they've been playing uh, a pretty soft schedule and i think i've, I've seen a couple people uh, on twitter kind of point that out but like you i don't i think it's a little dangerous to look into that and, and kind of just discount what they've done uh especially because they've had to work in new pieces into their system and it, i mean who better to get igor shesterkin back in uh the form that he was in to start the season than, than these kind of teams so a, a scheduling break for sure and now look at them they're 
fighting for a division title uh, this season. So, yeah, you just kind of tip your caps and and as an Islander fan, hope that, uh, that their luck runs out in the first round. The next game we'll talk about, Dallas Stars. We're recording this before Dallas's game uh, in Edmonton on Wednesday night. They will do the Alberta two-step. They'll take on the Flames on Thursday. Calgary's minus 195. Dallas plus 165. The over-under here is five and a half. Interesting spot for the Stars, uh, depending on what happens in Edmonton, because these are their last two road games of the season. I believe then they come home for their last three and the schedules, you know, it should be winnable. All three of those games should, they'll be favorites. And I think, um, and it's like, you know, you're coming to an end of a Western Canadian swing and you're playing one of the best teams in the NHL. It's, it looks like if they do get the win in Edmonton, this could be a game where they're like, you know what, screw it. We'll just take our chances at home. Uh, it is a little dangerous to kind of handicap that stuff, but we do see teams at the end of road trips kind of uh, just start to pack their bags. The number could get big enough though on Dallas, who a team I think punches up pretty well. Uh, don't like laying it with them, but do like playing them as underdogs. So this number gets to like plus 180. Uh, I'll be in on Dallas. This will be a tricky game here for, for the Stars, especially against um, this Calgary team that doesn't look like they'll be resting or letting up with uh, – with uh, our boy uh, Daryl Sutter there, um, with uh, with Wedgwood confirmed Wednesday night, um, Ottinger should be in against the Flames. The concern here is that we're seeing Jake trend poorly now as his um, as the workload looks like it has caught up to him. We did speculate on this a few weeks ago, and it looks like it's come to fruition now. Like you said, the the Flames are going to be a heavy favorite. It, it it would take me it would take a lot more here for me to get behind the Stars, but at this point, it looks like this. Will be another game at this point in the year where I will be passing. Yeah, it's uh, it's the quiet before the storm. Uh, speaking of the storm, the St. Louis Blues have been storming through the NHL for a while. Uh, they're minus two hundred, taking on the Sharks plus one sixty. The over under here is six and a half. Uh, weird spot for the Blues, uh, to say the least. They were just in uh, taking on the Bruins on Tuesday night. They saw their uh, their long winning streak come to an end there, and now. Uh, they go from St. Louis to the West coast to take on the sharks who are out of it. And the blues are fighting for home ice advantage. There's nothing to worry about there. And I just think it, they, they are a little inflated because of what they've been doing lately. However, like at least the sharks team is such a mess and no Eric Carlson now. And it's just don't trust them uh, to, to get it done, even at this number at home. So uh, another pass here. I'm with you. I, um, I don't have much to say on this game, yeah. so this is another one I'll be passing. Uh, an important one for you is the Chicago Blackhawks plus 190, taking on the Los Angeles Kings minus 225. The over-under here six and a half. This will be the last one we talk about before we get to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, April the 21st. The The Kings are getting results. They're winning one goal games. They're doing what they need to do to get collect points. Uh, at some point, I do expect them to hiccup against one of these also rands that are left on the schedule, not including your Canucks and that season finale, of course. Um, the price could get big enough here because I think a lot of times at this time of year, there is the the must-win narrative gets overcompensated for in the, in the number. So if we do see this number tick up, the Blackhawks could be interesting. But uh, for now, I'll be passing. So we have another break here for the Kings, getting not only a team playing out the string, but a team playing out the string on the second leg of a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, the Kings are getting by beating bad teams and will probably back their way into the playoffs. Um, must be nice. And uh, no, I'm not bitter. Yeah, Kings will probably 
steal another one here. And uh, I mean, when when you when that's the argument, like you're making, like that's kind of what you're thinking. The angle here is like it it just does show you that at some point, this their numbers are going to get out of control against some yeah. of these bad teams, uh, which is my angle here. But we'll see. I'll, I'll I'll be keeping an eye on this Blackhawks line for sure. All right. Uh, with that, we'll move on to top shelf bets. Our favorite bets for Thursday, the twenty first of April. Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. Let's start with the Bruins and Penguins in an interesting one. Uh, the Bruins are even money on the road against Pittsburgh, minus 125. The over-under here is six. Uh, we know what's going on with the Penguins, right? Like We know that Tristan Jari's hurt. Casey DeSmith is their starter, and it looks like he will be their starter for the beginning of the playoffs, at least with Jari. NHL teams go at lengths, like crazy lengths, to keep injuries under, under wraps, especially around this time of year. The Penguins hilariously had their... Uh, team photo today and there are tweets coming out that Tristan Jari was riding a scooter around getting pushed. Um, he had to get pushed on a folding chair into his spot for the picture. So it does look like the reports of him having a broken foot are not, you know, out there. They're, they look like they should be believed a little bit, I guess, or at least, you know, it's that type of injury where he's, he's not able to put any weight on his leg. Um, all that stuff is for, you know, going forward in the playoffs for this game though. The injuries are playing a factor in in how you're going to bet it. Yeah, um, the the Bruins they have turned up their game now as they get ready for the playoffs. Uh, Jeremy Swayman is confirmed to start, and while Pasternak and Lindholm they are getting closer, they're not going to be playing in this game. Um, obviously, the the Jari loss is is big for the Penguins, but I, I will say Casey Smith, uh, Casey the Smith, uh, he has turned this his season around. He's no longer the auto fade that we had uh, most of the season. And credit to him, um, he had a tough start and he's been he's been playing well lately. Um, we've talked all season about the offensive issues for the Bruins when they're missing guys in their top six. And with Swayman looking like he's returning to form, um, DeSmith in form, and Mike Sullivan has also made a, made a point of getting across to his team that they do need to get better defensively. Um, these teams played on Saturday in a dead under matchup on a total of six. I think this is one of those rare situations this season where I think this number should be five and a half. And I think that we will be headed there by the time this game closes. So um, I will be on the on the under six in this game. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I have a little bit of interest in uh, on Boston if at plus money or better. I do think that they are starting to, to get their game together, even without Pasternak. Of course, their inability to, to finish chances when they are uh, missing big pieces is, is concerning. So we'll see about that one. Uh, for my favorite bet, I like the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are at home hosting the Maple Leafs, who are minus 105 in uh, at Amelie Arena. This game's 8 p.m. on ESPN in the States. The over-under is 7. Tampa... It's three, four, and two over their last nine, 29 goals allowed, 29 goals scored. Toronto in their last 13, 11, one, and one, 66 goals for 42 goals against. And I know, um, you know, the, the Leafs are good. We'll, we'll say it. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, but this looks like a little bit of an over-adjustment considering the, just the recent forms of these two teams. Uh, and I think that, you know, Tampa Bay, sure, they're coming off an ugly, ugly loss to the Red Wings after it looked like, hey, look, maybe they're getting there their game back together after their win against the Jets. And with that being the case, I do think we'll see the Leafs, the team that the market does seem bullish on. I know you are as well. Take some money here and could close as the favorites on the road. And I also think we're going to see a goaltending matchup between, we could see one between Brian Elliott and Eric Chalgren. Neither goalie has been confirmed for either side yet. And 
I'll take Elliot in his current form over Chalgrin. I do think that the Leafs would, would will be even even though that they're playing the team that's quote unquote chasing them for home ice advantage. It's not that close. I think both these teams know the situation. Both coaches are smart enough to say, you know what, it's a good spot to to give our our number ones a breather. Uh, so with that being the case, I think Tampa Bay as an underdog at home is worth uh, a bet here as you are playing against the market overreaction. I can, I can see that. I have given Tampa the benefit of the doubt all season. They are the champs. They know what they need to do. And I haven't given much thought beyond that. But I also believe that you can't just turn it on once the playoff starts. You need to have some sort of form. Um, the results going to the playoffs don't matter to me. I don't really care if a team has been winning or not, but I do care about how they've been playing. Um, they do have six games left, so I'll give them a couple more games, but I'm watching them closely to see if um, if they can find their form here. Um, there's not much for me to say about the Leafs right now. Um, as long as they don't play Buffalo, I don't have any problem with their game. Um, we've been riding them a lot lately, and I know you love this, Michael, but um, I'm also going to be looking to bet them going into the playoffs as well. Um, in this game without Matthews, I'll probably be sitting this one out, but this is a game that I will go out of my way to make time for because um, I think that there could be a lot for us to learn um, with these two teams playing each other um, for when the playoffs start. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting situation because none of the teams would ever, ever admit to it, but the Lightning are the team that is, they're always thinking they're not thinking about the regular season. They're not, they're trying to maximize their chances to win in the postseason. Yeah. And I just wouldn't put past John Cooper and his team to be like, you know, we're, we're pacing ourselves and we don't care about the results. And if we drop into that first wild card spot and end up in the Metro bracket, you know, so be it. And uh, that voids Toronto and Florida for the first two oh, rounds. Yeah. So, uh, and they're the one team who I can see being like, that's the game plan here. That's the end. Uh, you know, you think back back to what they did with Kucherov last year, and it's they're they're playing a, a, on a different level. So that's just one thing I've I've been thinking about. Uh, it's a little bit uh, conspiratorial, but just something to keep in mind uh, with the bolts. And on that note, we'll close this show out as we did our last one. We'll, we'll wish your Vancouver Canucks the best of luck and wish bad luck towards the Los Angeles Kings <laughs> in these next couple of games. Uh, for so many sports, I'm Michael Lebo, wishing you the best of luck with your bets on Thursday night.